Mm-mm-mm. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Dysfunctional Fitness Podcast. You're also joined today by myself, Matthew Hosking, and my good friend and co-host, Ben Bodicum. Um, Yeah, we are recording this off the back of Strength and Depth UK Championships. It is the Tuesday, so the event literally finished two days ago. Um, but yeah, we're just going to break down the weekend, go through all the events, um, the positives and negatives. Um, yeah, that's it, really. Nothing uh, else to add. Uh, got a little intro topic. The games have announced, well, don't know when it's going to come in the weekend, but they've announced a workout and they haven't really announced the details, but they have teased that Helen, um, the workout that we all know and love. I say we all know and love. I had to go Google what it was because I didn't know what it was, but uh, <laughs> it's one of the uh, classic CrossFit Girl workouts. Um, but Helen is three rounds for time of 400 meter run. I've already forgotten that 21 pull-ups, that's it. And then, uh, <laughs> uh, no, no, that's not it, is it? No. It's not it. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> I've completely botched it. Oh, dear. I, uh, I mean, I'm... 400 meter run, 21 kettlebell swings, 12 pull-ups. That's it. It's because they've got yeah. the 12 and the 21. You just I get confused which one's which, you know. Yeah, uh, with the is. kettlebell swings being American kettlebell swings. So, over yeah, your head. Overhead, yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, very interesting. They've said, obviously, all the divisions are going to do it. So there'll be some variety in scaling and loading. But um, yeah, I mean, Ben, what do you think? What do you think we're going to see? Like for the elites, like what we're not, well, odds are probably not going to see that exact workout, but you never know. Boz does love, uh, Boz has actually got two extremes, I found. He's either going super extreme, like you've got to be an absolute animal, mm. that super high, high yeah. skill gymnastics yeah. under high pressure you know execute well or he's going to strip him right back to basics and be like no you need to be able to do like basics so i don't know which way this could go they could go crazy stuff you could see um what's it uh what are they calling it the reverse roll to support whatever it is on the rings yeah yeah or we could, yeah. Or, or we could just see classic uh forced kipping pull-ups we wouldn't even be allowed to butterfly just to see which uh of the top people actually practice that I yeah, uh, I I my head always goes back to and apologies for my voice, um, but some of us were shouting at people to double under faster this weekend. We'll come <laughs> on to that in a minute. Um, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> um, I my my mind always goes back to a I can't remember if it was a Road to the Games or a Mayhem behind the scenes or something from a good couple of years ago where Chris Hinshaw got the athletes to try and do single unders and they struggled. Like they, they couldn't do them. They were so used to doing double unders. They'd always done double unders that they couldn't do single unders. And we saw that manifest itself last year in the, in the skills test that sort of had that, uh, those different evolutions of different skills where Tia got, like didn't make it through to the second, second round, etc. So, when I originally saw this uh, in my head, I kind of just assumed, okay, they'll make the kettlebell swings heavier. So as opposed to it being just the 24, it'll probably be the 32 for us in the UK that use ki- kilograms. Um, so a 54 pound is the standard for the males. And a yeah, so 70 pound would be there. Yeah. yeah. The, the 32. Yeah, for for the males, yeah. For the females, like, the equivalent would be the 54. Um, and the standard one they use is the 34 pounds or something, 32 pounds or something. I can't remember. Anyway, 
who who needs to know pound conversions? Let's kill that as well while we're at it. Um, and then uh, the pull-ups you, you kind of assume would either increase the volume of kipping pull-ups or butterfly pull-ups and keep it at the same to, to sort of drive that same stimulus that you'd probably want an elite athlete to get from a, you know, your standard average uh, CrossFitter uh, just in the gym um or potentially adding a weight vest or something similar to that but the, the, the more and more i'm looking at it um i think we've i'd like to think that we've seen all of boz's sort of bottleneck stuff already um so we saw a lot of gymnastics bottlenecks in quarterfinals we, we saw some of them in semifinals sort of demonstrated there i i think it's now just a case of okay let's just see how fit you are and how fast you can move um and and how and how well you can execute i wouldn't be surprised if we saw this as written um and it's just okay how hard can you push the run how hard can you do the cowbell swings and you know how can you do the pull-ups and good luck to any judge who's out there on the floor because that's going to be uh (laughs) trying to you know get through no reps and stuff like every single no rep on that is going to be costly and Mm. it's such a because the, the the reason that we have chest about pull-ups is because it becomes it's from a judging standpoint it's so much easier to judge you know you have that clear contact from chest to the bar whereas with a pull-up it's just whether your chin gets over the bar and people can you know i, I remember lucas hopeberg uh, uh last year or a couple of years ago put up a post on instagram sort of saying me getting ready for the open and it was his, as wide as his hands possibly could be with just like a the smallest little kip um to just try and get his chin over the bar and it's it's things like that where it's um yeah you you're doing things to the standard that they should be but you're not doing things probably in the spirit that they're intended i would say <laughs> uh, yeah. where are you where, where are you landing on what you think they're gonna do well i'm uh, yeah as i said uh just before uh, you gave your thoughts like uh boz pretty much has shown he's got two extremes super super high skill or he's gonna strip it back and be like no you should just be doing the basics mm. like everyone um but obviously the games last year finished with um jackie pro mm. so maybe he wants to start this year off with another benchmark pro version so obviously jackie pro last year um was well, the same format the 1k row the 50 thrusters but instead of the 50 pull-ups we had uh, sorry the 30 pull-ups we had the 30 bar muscle-ups and the weight was increased on the barbell and then obviously he gave the forced time domain on the row obviously this is a bit different this is three rounds so it'd be hard for him to like give a forced time demand the run unless he said if you did the 400 meters in over two minutes you're cut like regardless of what mm-hmm. round you're on like if, it, if you're like a mm-hmm. mid uh workout um time chip whatever i don't think we'll see that that's a bit too over the top but um i think to keep the the intensity up i think we'll still see 400 meter runs because i'm just imagining the layout of the competition this is going to be i think a north park you know open stadium event and they've got the classic 400 meter track that they use all the time where you just run out from your lane from the zeus rig out round and do basically like the semicircle out the back of the back stands and back in Okay, well, who knows if that's actually 400 meters? They do that run like, almost every game. So sometimes they say it's 800. Sometimes they say it's 500. Sometimes they call it 400. But I think they'll just do that loop for three times. 
And then, yeah, when it comes to the pull-up bar, are they going to do pull-ups? As you said, I think if they do decide to keep the pull-ups, um, I think, yeah, they'll increase the volume, especially for the elite people, just to keep mm. the intensity because, yeah, 21 would... Uh, well, I messed it up already. 12. 12 pull- <laughs> it would be basically pointless. Um, yeah. So if you want to keep the numbers the same, then, yeah, we'll see probably the heavier kettlebell and then bar muscle-ups, but I think that'll be a bit too simple. And I think he knows that as well i think everyone thinks mm. that's not the direction he's going to go um so i don't know i think 400 meter run just run that park back in and then i think as i said to you rogue do have a new sandbag kettlebell it's really odd it's like a baby sandbag with a floppy handle so you could do swings with it or you could do single arm snatches and because of the handle it flops and at the top you have to pause your rep so you can't really skirt like a dodgy lockout because the thing will flip you can't um really balance it like uh, physics wise it's just going to fall because the weight rather than because the handles nothing there's no weight in the handles like a flimsy piece of material rather than the actual kettlebell it's a solid handle of weight so that might actually help the judging standards so you might see that little piece of new kit put in there and then i mean i would argue probably see um chester bar i think I know everyone's leaning towards bar muscle-ups, but I think we might just see a higher volume of chest bar um, as it's just easier for judging standards. But you never know. Again, the basics things, he might be like force them to do just a large set of kipping pull-ups. They might not even be able to butterfly and just, you know, like, oh, you should be practicing this skill. So he might increase it to, I don't know, let's say three rounds with like 30 reps of pull-ups where they have to do kipping. Like the classic, when you first start, you get your chin over and your kip push away from the bar, which would be quite interesting. Um, don't know if it looked that cool, but um, I think CrossFit don't really care about that, as shown by many <laughs> endless examples. But uh, yeah, so, it's uh, yeah. not to yeah, just just to say the uh, the 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 kettlebell sandbag is actually a a go rock sand kettlebell. So is it? Let's let, let's yeah, let's get our brands accurate if they're ever yeah, gonna enough. you know ever attempt to throw some money at this podcast. But but, but um, do you see what I mean about it? Like it's a yeah yeah like a flimsy handle so uh because i saw it i don't know uh i don't know who was using it that's the only reason i know it exists i think it might have been in the buttery bros video at how it pays off i might have seen katrin doing a kettlebell snatch with it and i just saw it like, that didn't just looked a bit different but um yeah yeah i don't know we shall see but yeah exciting first first tease of a of a workout for this year's games so yeah gonna be interesting to see what yeah. we do with it. And yeah it's gonna also be- where do you think it's going to come up in the games? Because obviously we've got cuts now, so order of events matter a lot more. So where do you think this is landing? I everyone's going to be able to, able to do it. Do you think they can do it before the cuts? It it depends entirely like how they're going to approach the cuts. So so you kind of assume that we'd have like three sort of knowing how cross it think you'll have one monostructural test. You'll have one weightlifting test or what that crossfit terms weightlifting and one gymnastics test at the very least before we enter a cut um or they just go right you know what like we're just going to do classic benchmark workouts um like couplets and triplets as the opening six events and then they sort of dive into like the more monostructural stuff with mass starts and, and what have you um i don't know it's I'm, I'm I don't know. Last time we had it, 2019, 
they didn't do either of those yeah. things you said. They uh, didn't have a fair split of single modality no, tests. No, that's true. And they didn't yeah, just yeah. do metcons. So, <laughs> but I think <laughs> I think they've learned ideas from it. Thrown out the window. Yeah, I, I I feel I feel like they have. Well, I feel like they have learned from it a little bit. I think Boz, yeah, yes, he does play his cards a little bit close to his chest, but he does have. So if we take a look at last year as that that sort of prime example. Um, uh, I've completely blanked on what the first workout was from last year. Uh, last year was the bike one with the Chester bar, the big yeah. set of uh, Toza bar, sorry, then bike and then come back to the Chester bar bike again. Yeah, so that's essentially, like, I'd class that as a monostructural test. Then you had Elizabeth Elevated, which again which is, is just CrossFit. like, yeah, more, well, more focused on, but with a gymnastics, with a stronger gymnastics bias with the yeah, sort of yeah, parallel yeah. bar traverses and stuff. And then the other opening events was shuttle to overhead. So you had the weightlifting plus a another monostructural piece with the run. But obviously the it was more weighted towards the monostructural side of things. So if we follow that same scheme, then we're probably not going to see much weightlifting until you know, even though even though we had two barbells in the opening three events, like we're not classing those as we had the weightlifting um, events, the sorry. medley as well, actually. Because we, so, yeah. they pushed the shuttle overhead the next day because of the weather delay hmm. um yeah uh, um yeah we'll see i think we're gonna see it be very early doors as i was saying it's similar to 2019 the first workout that year where they had cuts obviously the cuts were way more dramatic back then because they had 150 people in the field um yeah. and they had to cut down to 75 just after the first event so that workout for those that don't know was uh, similar-ish actually to what Helen is, but it was a bit more high skill. It was four rounds of the 400 meter run, three legless rope climbs to I think 20 foot, and then it was uh, seven snatches at 185 for the guys, which is 84 kg or 83 kg, and then the ladies was 135 or 125, mm. so either 61-ish or like 50, what's that, 57-ish or something like that mm. kg. Um, so that was that year's first event, which we haven't really seen a classic CrossFit style test at that. Uh, like since Casho has been programming um, mm. in terms of like the Carson era up until Madison, that was like the first time we saw that, but that was for like a very specific reason because of the cuts. Um, so maybe this year they go with that theme, but also just uh, this is just more based off theory. They don't, they don't really tease the first event either um, on there. Like the, the, the events they yeah. release early yeah. are usually ones about five or six events into the competition. Yeah, so I yeah, think yeah. if my yeah. memory's right, they uh, teased the Capital was the first event they teased last year. Yeah, um, yeah. And that was only like on day two, was it day two or day three even? Because mm. yeah, day three. Yeah. So um, yeah, who knows? Maybe not everyone will be able to get to this one, but we shall see. Um, Indeed yeah. we shall. Indeed Exciting we shall. Times. All right. Let's move yeah, on. No, it's to mad how close it is now, isn't it? Yeah. Right, should we move on to the, the stuff everyone wants to actually yeah. hear? Uh, strength in Depth UK Championships recap. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know where you want to start with it. You said, like, maybe broad, just broad thoughts on everything. Yeah, yeah, I think, uh, I think it promised a games-style event. I think from a competition standpoint, like, yeah, you probably did get that. From a spectator standpoint, I, I, I definitely feel like they were uh there was not as many people as i think they thought there would be um mm. i didn't really get the vibe that people had that that many people had come to 
you know, just just sort of watch for the day. Uh, yeah. And, and I think that's sort of a byproduct of, like, if you look at the male and female elite, groups like you didn't really you had like on the female side you had a couple of the of the top uk females um but then on the on the male side you had uh, a couple of, of top guys but none of the top guys who qualified for it uh, i would say so like like yeah. just having a quick look at the at the qualifiers like a, a lot of those guys didn't didn't come through which yeah, is obviously it's a yeah. little you go you go sorry yeah, obviously, I, I think it's like it, it's the first year of the competition, so there's always more to learn from it, and you know, trying you're you're obviously trying to bring people in and bring them to a level of competition that's sort of somewhere between semi-finals and a local competition. You know, I I see entirely what they're trying to do. They're trying to similar to how we always talk about France has the French throwdown. Spain has the Madrid Championships. Germany has the German throwdown, etc. Like we and Italy has the Italian throwdown or what, uh, whatever it's called. Like they, they all have these events associated with the country, and, and I think they, they want to try and emulate, emulate that in the UK, which is, you know, I definitely think we should be doing in, in order to help sort of foster and develop uh, younger athletes and, and give them that like big competition experience. Mm-hmm. So when they go to Berlin or whichever big competitions, that they're, they're not, you know, in awe of the fact that they're on the floor, that the stress levels aren't as high as as they might be otherwise, because they've already had that bit of exposure uh, to, to those types of those types of events, which will help their development, help UK CrossFit, all, all those all those kinds of things. So yeah, I I was personally like it, it felt quite the atmosphere was great on the floor. But walking around, it felt quite dead. Obviously, they had the Apex games going on as well, um, which I think this being so close to turf games like the weekend before probably didn't help. I, th- I think turf had around about 4,000 odd people. Um, Apex is, I think they're trying to do something similar to High Rocks, but more with like a weightlifting and Metcon focus as opposed to Hyrox is sort of we do exactly the same thing every year and we're never going to change it. Uh, so yeah. I think Athex will change it season on season, but they seem to have like a decent uptake in in performance, but uh, in performance in the number of people who are there. But I didn't really get the vibe that there were as many as there probably could have been. Um, so so all that it didn't look like all the heats were always full, as an example. But overall looked looked pretty good. Um, I was able to catch like a couple of the elite heats, uh, a couple of the team heats as well. I had some uh, friends competing in different divisions. So I was able to go and watch and support them. Um, yeah, as, as always, like really well run event, really well. I mean, I'll wait and let you voice your opinion from the athlete side um, on, on some of the, some of the events. But I think overall, like on the whole, like you're always going to have some teething issues. You're always going to have some problems, but from, from what I saw, everything looked pretty strong and pretty solid from, from that side of things. Everything ran on time. You know, they had enough judges, they had enough equipment, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, I mean, I agree on the, um, yeah, I think the, yeah, from the fans' side, maybe the energy was a touch flat and, yeah, not as busy as what I thought they think it'd be. I think I tried, a... I tried. I've lost my voice. Yeah, yeah, exactly. tired, all right? I can't, I can't <laughs> give you more. <laughs> they, um, yeah, I think, as you said, because it's only for year one, have to see what happens next year. But um, 
it might maybe the where the placement in of the event is in the calendar might need to yeah. be reassessed Should because be there's just a yeah. bit of fatigue in terms of literally had Ragnarok uh, what three weeks prior had turf the week mm. prior as you said turf was a massive event um and yeah by this is the third yeah, every, every man is dog has turf yeah and then this is like the third biggish supposedly crossfit you know style event in the space of like five six weeks so i don't know at the back end of it uh, maybe people were just a bit fatigued um and also as you said not we didn't have all the superstars from the uk turn up we had like a few big names but not every you know person you would look at in the uk and be like yeah they're like um you know a big dog there was some walking around not even doing it i don't know why but you know um yeah i don't know but i mean there's been lots of memes like let's say the prize money for example was actually less at this event than battle from the ground ragnarok which i mean in itself you could argue is an issue because i know like you like prize money is prize money but if you have a bigger prize money you're still going to attract more people so that's one yeah. small factor um again it's a yeah, new and event and i think so... if you if you compare it to french throwdown like what was french french throwdown was 30k for the winners Thirty thousand for the winners <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I think so. I mean, let me double check. What was it actually? Yeah, yeah. thirty. Well, this is, and, and I think this is a thing. For the elite winner. Like... Yeah, yeah. Let me let me double check. Are you joking? Are you actually being serious? <laughs> For context, the UK champs was one thousand pounds. <laughs> so if that's true, that's that's outrageous. Um... Oh, that's also a thing. So while Ben's looking that up. So obviously we had the three events in the UK that are quite crammed together. Plus French Rodin was literally the weekend before. So again, tying into that fatigue, like some guys had come over from French Rodin, um to come do this. And like even one guy pulled out, uh, maybe he was still fatigued from that competition. He literally did all day one and then he didn't turn up for the next two days. Um, but yeah, so there's a lot going on and maybe just the, the placement of the event maybe needs to be uh, looked at maybe something post games maybe like an october event but that goes up against the marbella um championship and madrid is also around october time so i know it's tough maybe they're gonna have to find a new slot for it um also with semis about war well, semis six weeks before five weeks before um again top uk people who are in semis maybe are going to be fatigued and not want to do this one i mean you had harry lightfoot turn up so fair play to him he won so um yeah i don't know uh, it's just interesting but i still think it was a very good event and maybe people who did like euro champs last year like myself and some friends who i mean that was like found it the worst event ever this was at least a uh, nice change of pace and actually felt somewhat professional and ran well so at least that was good uh ben have you confirmed this i am i, I i'm yeah. trying so hard to find this <laughs> it is so so they Should didn't we... they didn't have a big check on the podium because okay, no, so. no, I, I know in, in previous years it's been like 10 grand and like it's been right. gradually increasing so but fair if it's been 10 it post... ten thousand a few yeah. years ago that's still a lot more than yeah. what was put up this year at uh, uk champs so and like for context at ragnarok for the elite uh that event like three weeks ago four weeks ago i think the winners got 1500 so even more than uk champs and people in the elite field at ragnarok aren't as good as uh, the people turning up to uk champs elite so yeah it's just interesting um but yeah right should we yeah, get I into think I... the events 
yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll give a we'll give a quick recap on who won on the elite side of things. Um, yeah, I I I will spend uh, while while you talk about your feelings about every single event. I will spend the rest of the three hours looking for the uh, French throwdown. Um, <laughs> Uh, actual prize pot uh so yeah on the female elite side taylor howe came out on top um was able to get a good couple of event wins uh despite a sort of very low placing on the run um and how many event wins? i think she got three event wins overall no just two uh but two event wins was enough to carry her through uh she was a decent number of points ahead of ella wilkinson who was allegedly taking this season off to focus on her studies so Coming second at Sid is quite a nice way to, you know, have an off off year. Uh, and then Holly Tienan, uh came third from CrossFit Aberdeen, uh, but I think she's Irish and went to, I think she went semifinals. Uh, yeah, she had a really strong performance. Um, she looked really good as well. I uh, she she won that final event, which was the Ring Muscle Up Double Unders and Cleans. Uh, excited to sort of see her development over the next couple of years. Um, she did really, really well. And then on the male elite side, uh, Harry Lightfoot came in in first after what I'd probably argue, you know, obviously it was his rookie year at semis, but he probably had some greater expectations on himself than that. Uh, he, he had one event women, the swim and, uh, Tiago Luzes, uh, came in second. Uh, he's out of Portugal, trains with the program. Um, so he's down in. Mallorca a fair bit and then uh, PD Savage making a comeback in third so that was pretty awesome to see um he was on a bit of a hype train in that in the on the final day getting two event wins uh in both the row uh, sandbag and lunge event and then also in the ring muscle up clean uh double under event as well I think so they had a bike in theirs though didn't they Sorry, they did. It wasn't a row. It was yeah, a bike. Yeah. Sorry. All right. Yeah, the yeah we get the it. The, 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 <laughs> yeah, the, the elites in the RX had different events. So, yeah, this isn't going to be a conversation topic for the next hour, is it? <laughs> it's not. We talked about it already, but it will be a it will be an underlying theme of the discussion. Um, right. Well, I'll go through day one then. Let me cook for a few minutes because you weren't there. So... Uh, <laughs> Right, day one, we started with the 5K run. I'm pretty much going to just talk from my perspective and I'll give some shout-outs to the boys, Ben Fairley, Jack Melia, Hayden Thompson and Josh Berniston because we were the squad. So, um, yeah, run, first event, 5K run, trail run, woodland run, whatever you want to call it. Um, yeah, uh, set the scene. It only started at, gosh, what was our heat? Like three, well, just 10 to three for the top heat. So me and Fairley, Ben Fairley were in the top heat. I think Jack and Hayden were just before us and Josh was just before them or whatever it was. Hayden was first. But we we're, were off within the 40 minutes of each other. So weighing around all day, the weather got worse and worse. So it's a lovely start to the competition. It was chucking it down. Um and then yeah, um uh, quite interesting. So we like warmed up, aka me and Ben literally just went for a run around the complex. We literally left the the building, went for a run for about a K, came back, then we corralled, 
and then we got escorted out to like the most sus part of the property it was like out the back um around the side and then they just took us to like it was um like this weird high metal gate and some big bloke in like a high-vis jacket for massive beard just creepily opened up the gate for us and we walked in single file and then we just had like this dead straight um like i don't know uh trail in front of us in the gloomy conditions um and yeah and they just sent off sent us off one by one like every five seconds sort of single file each had a chiming um a timing chip and yeah it was basically three laps of this woodland run so you had to run all the way around um like this track uh sort of give concept of the track it was like imagine like you know um no wider than a, a a lane on the road so like and it was like two tire tracks almost like where a tractor goes through it was quite muddy just from the weather and we were the rx males were one of the later divisions to go so it was quite churned up at that point it wasn't awful but it was definitely um very soggy underfoot um but yeah and it was basically three laps you run rounds you run all the way back to the start line around this cone where you would like time i assume would come around and then you go back past the cone again and you do that three times basically so they said the loop was about 1.8k um but yeah so it was all right it was one of those you know just long endurance tests um obviously a bit different in terms of it was not a mass start so you're just going one by one so a bit different to pace off people you sort of obviously pick the guy in front of you and try to stay close to them and also you pass them then you try to pick the next person um i mean can't relate i went behind ben fairly and just watched him uh disappear as the race went on further and further away and it was it was funny because we obviously went in um in staggered starts so the guys behind us there was two guys that came absolutely flying by and i was like wow that is pacey um but yeah i mean it's just a pretty standard run don't want much else to add to it um but yeah but following that, there was quite a bit of controversy. So event finishes, we walk back, uh, hand in our chip timers and all that jazz. Uh, me and Fairley went back to the hotel room we were staying at to have a shower because it was caked in mud. And then the leaderboard got updated with our scores. And to Ben's horror, he was put in about, I don't know, 60th with a time of like 25 and a half minutes, which to him was about three minutes slower than what he believed he had done it in. So obviously panic set in for him. Um, and then I'd been given a time of, I think it was 24.10, something like that. I think that was my time. Um, which I also didn't really believe was my time. I was like, oh, that's not quite right. And because of Ben's definitely being wrong, because he finished way ahead of me. I was like, well, if Ben's wrong, then mine definitely must be wrong. <laughs> Just based off that logic. So um, Ben was literally losing his mind in my room. I was like, can you calm down, please? he was losing it <laughs> he was like oh it's euros all over again can't believe this head in his hands um i was trying to calm him down so yeah then we uh walked back over to the arena because we had to do event two which was um the hand the rope climb handstand walk event that we talked about so four three two one rope climbs and then between those or after each set of rope climbs it was nine meter handstand walk um but yeah a flat out sprint um as there's a theme to most of the workouts so yeah i mean that one went quite well i feel like i mean it was a good showing from like our group of guys uh i think jack took second i think yeah second wasn't it um uh no yeah. i think he ended up third fourth on that one fourth. Oh, fourth 
Uh, I managed to take a seventh. But I was only like seven seconds behind Jack. So it shows how tight all the positions were. Like literally seconds mattered so much. Like for me personally, I fumbled my very second rope climb of the whole workout and I probably hung there for about four or five seconds and I lost me like three or four spots on the leaderboard just from that one mistake. Um, Josh was on pace for literally a top three and then literally fumbled his last three foot of handstand walk, which was a uh, tough, tough to see. Uh, shout out Mummy Hosking for videoing his whole workout. So I got to watch it later that night. Uh, but it was tough. He was literally smashing it. And then I don't know what he went out his lane. So the lanes are what? How, how wide do you say the lanes are? Three foot? Yeah. So anyways, like, yeah. Yeah. And his fingertip clipped the line. His judge called him to come down. He had to go back three foot to this. It was because it was broken up into lines, but each other line was like a dotted line rather than a solid line. So I think Ben just, uh, ben, uh, Josh wasn't really focused, put his hands slightly in front of it. He kicked up the judge, called him down again because he hadn't started behind the line. Did it again, fell down again, got called back again, kicked up, then passed and went over. So he lost about 10 to 12 seconds and went from like a very good, probably top three finish. And I think he finished, what was he saying on the leaderboard? Uh, uh, he finished was... 20, oh, 44. Wow. That's a. Uh, Josh in that event was ninth. Monkey business. Oh, no. Sorry. I clicked the wrong guy. But still, he went from. <laughs> I can say. But the time wasn't much different. The guy in 44th was only like 20 seconds slower. So that shows how close uh, that event yeah. was between everyone. Uh, we had fairly, fairly um, just messed up his handstand walk from the start. And really, he said he didn't really know what happened either. He literally just kicked up, basically did, did what Josh did at, at the end, but he did at the start of his workout. I think that threw him off a bit, um, which didn't help. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was that was it. That was day one uh, done. Nothing too crazy. So I had the 5K run and then that short sprint, uh, like gymnastic style test. Um, but yeah, while this was all going on, the timing chip issue had grown. So it wasn't just us who thought we had our times wrong. A lot of other people we had been speaking to in the back also said their times weren't right. Um, a lot of people had like garments and, you know, like, um, their own timers and they said they weren't matching up with the times they'd been given. Couldn't relate. I didn't have that. So, um, yeah, so there was appeals process that we went through. So I literally crawled through a bin for me and Ben to get our chip timers, out because they said the only way we could argue it is if we could give them our chip timers for them to like recheck them or something so to write out like on a piece of paper xyz our name and why we're appealing and then had to fish out our timers from a bin took it over to the hq people and then later that evening all the scores were deleted from the leaderboard not just our division like every division who did the run all the scores were like wiped so I think there must have been quite a few issues. I don't know why there were so many issues with the timing chips. Maybe the weather played a part. I'm not really sure what happened. I think maybe just the because uh, the, the way when we did the actual run, you had to run over two different, um, what do you even call it, like timing lines or whatever that probably check the sensors. Yeah. And maybe they just tripped when you because you had to do laps around them. So that in itself is a bit, I don't know, that just asks for problems, I think, maybe having to keep running through the line wires a few more times than just once and at, and at the end. But yeah, anyway, the um, timings were then resolved. So we got them probably updated about 9pm at night. And then all the scores were, I think, adjusted correctly. I think fairly got given his time that he believed he had, which was like three minutes faster. Uh, mine was uh, kept the same. Uh, hashtag peak. 
Um, so my argument didn't really stand. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, that was day one in a nutshell, really. Uh, interesting. It's a weird start to the day because the run, uh, it was just a solo like endeavor, and you weren't really around much people. Like, you saw a few people on the you run. You didn't have a mass start or anything, did you? No, and it was like you just sort of finished and just sort of mostly back with some people because you all finished different times. And then the the handsome walk one was like more like that classic more nerves like actually in the stadium on the main floor and like a proper sprint so that had more of like the classic um the whole build up to it feeling but yeah all in all just a i don't know pretty normal like average day nothing too crazy in terms of results none of us were crushing it in terms of our group um we've all had i think we all had like one decent score and one all right score but yeah that was a uh, day one i think uh jack and josh were like ninth and tenth or eighth and ninth overall after day mm-hmm. one i think i was like 14th uh fairly was in like the 20s 30s and i think uh, hayden was around the same spot i think or maybe a bit further back um just because of his handstand walk one but yeah that was day one um day two this is when ben turned up ben body come <laughs> I resent, I resent that. Uh, just by the way, uh, for the sake of accuracy, French Throwdown Elite Division winners got twelve thousand. Okay, I was gonna say not okay. 30, yeah, maybe that was a whole 30. total prize pot or something. But yeah, fair. But still, fifty-one k uh, total prize pot. Okay, yeah. There so yeah, that, that uh, however long Hoskin spent uh, detailing <laughs> day one is. I have no idea what you said because I was just spending my time scrolling through Instagram looking for that. Um, but that is now done. Um, yeah, I think I think that day one emphasis was very much placed on execution in that second one because I think like you've highlighted, yeah, I got stuck on a rope and that's where I lost time. You've highlighted Josh like went outside of his lane, so that's where he lost time. Um, and so, and I think that sort of it's something that we've seen Boz program for a lot more of like, okay, can you execute? And it's like something that we all talk about with Justin Medeiros where he can have a plan and he can execute it perfectly and do really, really well. Um, so it's interesting to see that sort of start to filter down to um, to hit because in all honesty, that was not a bottleneck workout because there was no, well, un- un- like as long as you've got the skills of handstand walking and rope climbs, like you've got no problem with that. And the same with the five k. The five your five k time is your five k time. Like yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Like the handstand walk one is literally just sprint. No, again, as a theme, I feel like for a few of the workouts, not much fitness tested. Just sprint. Hope you don't um, fumble a rep or get a no rep or something, and just keep moving as fast as you can because it's gonna be over before it even comes close to hurting. So that yeah. was that. Oh, I forgot my Harry Potter reference for the stupid run. Basically, I was gonna say for those shout out those who. Harry Potter, basically the run felt a bit like a Goblet of Fire. It was like a, it was like a cross between Goblet of Fire when in the final um, <laughs> challenge in the maze slash Hunger Games, like running around fighting for survival because it was just dark, gloomy. The hedges and the trees were quite tight. And then as the race went on, you'd start passing people who were tired or other divisions because like the, the female, like the girls heat started when we were like on lap two and you start passing people who were like really struggling. I felt so really sorry. There was one uh, young girl who was like walking and like really struggling. I was like, oh, this is kind of peak as you're running past them because you're still in the middle of your own race. So I don't know. It's just like, it was like a weird vibe. <laughs> it was just like survive and then hopefully you're getting the right time. Uh, but yeah, that was how the run felt. 
but yeah right day two <laughs> we started yeah with, uh i'll uh, i'll run through yeah, stuff and then ask you questions about it because i think that uh, as opposed to you just talking about it so, so the first event was the snatch um which was you had four option uh four opportunities to lift you had a 30 second window to lift and then like a two and a half minute rest you could make one attempt in those 30 seconds and you could obviously change your weights could you could you go back down yes yeah you could go whatever weight you wanted yeah yeah, yeah cool so so you can go up or down um in, in weight as as and when you sort of see fit um how did like obviously watching the other guys like it was clear that people it felt like people were being quite conservative with it uh i i, I think even you highlighted that I, this is quite a, a an inexperienced group because for, for context you were competing in the male rx which isn't the elite and the majority of the guys that like, haven't got crazy amounts of competition experience under their belts so they're not probably not used to this sort of corral time and waiting between lifts and things like that they're probably more used to like sort of local comps in their own gyms um which would yeah which is it's it's a skill of competing right is, is you have to be comfortable with sometimes you know it will be half an hour before like from when you touch one barbell to when you get to lift again uh, when you're out on the floor so i think i think you cope pretty well with that on the whole would you agree uh yeah i mean it ended up being good i said i like made a little insta story post about that evening but that was definitely the most nervous i've ever been for an event ever doing crossfit just because like really deep down snatch and like weightlifting in the RX division as well. Like I should be taking a top five. Like there's just no excuse not to uh, about myself to do that. And so I knew that for me is a chance to make up points. And with the whole weekend, the way the events are, the way of execution matters so much, you just have to execute if you want to get those points or it's going to be tough if you're not, um, you know, making the most of the events that should be good for you. And then as you said, like experience wise, I knew they'd be waiting, but I wasn't used to literally for this. It wasn't extreme of half an hour. It was a good 15 minutes between the last snatch I did in the warm up to then touching the bar for the first time on the floor. And with the structure of the event, usually lifting events in CrossFit are, let's say, you've got a 10 minute window, do as many attempts as you want to get a max, or keep going until you fail every two minutes, or do a buy in of 30 double unders and hit a max 10 times. But in this situation, it was probably the most close I've ever got to proper weightlifting obviously still in proper weightlifting you get three attempts and it's on your best but in this format it was four attempts and your best three added together so you had to be really tactical with what weight you wanted to start with because you didn't really want to miss your first then put pressure on your last three but then as i said you don't want to be too conservative because if you're going for a good finish you need to still you know push the weight and put up some big numbers um, but yeah, personally, I think, I mean, it went absolutely perfect. Uh, well, it went 9.9 9. 9 perfect. If I hit the 130 at the end, it would have been a perfect event. Um, but yeah, really happy. Like my warm up went average. I mean, again, you can't base how you're going to do on your warm up. Um, but when average, I like, hit 115 up in the warm up, uh, felt heavy, but it always does. I, I just need the adrenaline. Like in training, I, I haven't hit heavier than 115 in the last two years but i know when it actually matters in a competition i'll have more in me just from the adrenaline so built to 115 drop down hit 100 as my last lift before we went out just for a quick like smooth one then we stood around for a good i don't know 10 minutes in the corral thing got walked down to behind the floor 
stood out there for another five minutes. Then we walked out onto the floor. And then I, I had to wait another uh, about five minutes or two and a half minutes, whatever it was, till I got my first attempt. But yeah, opened that one eleven. So, yeah, you were on the last. You were on the last to lift. Yeah, yeah. But I don't correct me if I'm wrong. You weren't. You weren't watching. You you weren't like checking what other people had on their bars. No, were you? not at all. Um, and like, like, uh, yeah. I'll be honest. Like the heat I was in, I was in the top heat going into that first uh event on Saturday morning. But no offense to the to those other guys in that heat. But we had just done a run and a handstand walk sprint event like a lot of those guys weren't strong so i was like i'm not going to base off my numbers who's in this heat because the strong guys are in the other heats i'm just not even going to look i'm just going to do what i'm going to do and i was kind of right like i looked around the floor briefly at one point and i didn't see anything heavier than like 105 and then they're like on their third lifts and i was like right okay this is yeah they're not they're not the strong boys is not in this one so yeah i mean it went well open at 111 hit that fine um that gave him the confidence to do the jumps of one to two. So went 117 for the second one, felt even better, uh, hit that one nice. Again, got had the confidence, went to 123, hit that. It was actually probably my best lift of the three. And then I was like, screw it, I've got three out of three banked. Uh, I've been waiting for literally that 130 moment. So I was like, yeah, let's load it up. And then, I mean, I feel like, I, I mean, I did a good lift. I got under it, first time ever attempting it, got under it just i think i was just you know uh classic when you go for a new pb i was actually just surprised to get under it that easy and i just wasn't uh fully fully committed and like to catch it so i caught it but just lost it a bit balance wise and then just had to dump it but yeah i mean personally it went very well uh for me so i can't complain on that it was a good start to the day and then obviously well who else jack did really yeah, well fourth, yeah it was fourth for you on that one um and for some context, that would have placed you. So you hit uh, 351 kilo total, which would have placed you seventh in elite, just beating out PD Savage. <laughs> Get wrecked. <laughs> <laughs> um, just beating out semi finals athlete PD Savage. Former games athlete PD Savage. I feel like it. I feel like it. Uh, yeah, no, he was the same as. Um, yeah, he qualified. As national champion in 2020 before it all got coveted um, fair enough anyway, i told you uh, what do you say yeah, semi-finals so... athletes in europe are not good at snatching so if you reference a podcast from about two two well actually probably about two months ago <laughs> the way we yeah, work this will be half yeah, like two months time. <laughs> um yeah uh from, from from our group uh hayden came sixth on that with a 340 total I think he struggled in the back room and then was able to sort of build back up. Out, out yeah, on he, the, he out came on the floor to and... me as he's about to walk out. I was like, oh yeah, Hosking just missed a uh, hundred uh, and ten seven times. I was like, oh cheers, Hayden. That's that's nice to know. <laughs> um, Jack got twelfth, thirteenth uh, in that, which is mad that impressive big, for him. Yeah, that was big. Um, yeah, uh, and then Ben uh sorry still scrolling i uh, came 28th on that one uh and then josh came 50th in that one uh, well, i think I, josh I actually say... broke a record at one point i think he got given a 69th at first which is impressive when it was only like, i think 68 people left in the field um but <laughs> i think they only gave him two of his three lifts yeah. originally so he made yeah. like a scoring error and he was like what and then he uh he got it sorted out in the end but oh bless him he must have been stressed when he first saw that yeah no we also had um 
like with people that uh i was sort of around for the weekend um we had beth the tiny bell um honorary bfg member um after jumping into to our sid team at the tail end of not not tail end at the start of 23 at the start of this year uh she came 10th uh she got a pb snatch uh rachel has been battling rachel cohen uh is a member of our gym as well has been battling a bit of injury as well so uh she struggled a little bit on the snatch but um did quite well and then emily Steele, uh dynamite um did uh did well in the snatch as well and she she also hit a pb as well coming eighth in the elite women's field uh as well lovely stuff Right, uh, moving on to the second event of that day. So the event four, it was the swim. It was the uh, most highly anticipated <laughs> event of the of the weekend. Um, if you listen to our last episodes, we talked about it, how it's basically who wanted to break that back there back more. I mean, I, I think there was a lot more to it when after doing it, but my back was broken the next morning. <laughs> the next morning you it was broken like 10 that's when it seconds hurt. That's after what, yeah yeah no but that, that, that pain was like just a metabolic pain that wasn't like my back hurting that was just me literally in a world of hurt um yeah but yeah so this event the way it worked was well the swim was ridiculously short which i mean worked for me and people who were worse swimmers obviously people like jack and ben um would have been a bit better for them for it to be longer i mean they both did, did really well in the event so it didn't matter too much but a swim it was relevant but if you were semi-competent it wasn't it didn't matter it was just how fast could you move the dumbbells the swim I, they said it was like 100 meters it was about 75 80 per i think uh, i think so so the the elites had a slightly longer, longer route, ex- yeah yeah long, they had an extra boy you had to go past yeah yeah um, but they, they briefed us so weirdly they're like yeah because you guys are rx you just have to swim between boy one and two it's like right so just to just go straight to boy two it's like yeah you can say that it's like well that is what it is not between if you're gonna go you because there was like 25 meters between them it's like well, i'm not gonna swim out like an extra minute that way i'm gonna go straight for number two so yeah yeah, yeah that's, you can that's if you want and you can you can take the moral victory is what you can do <laughs> yeah. there um but yeah again um I mean, it's a weird one to warm up for, just in the warm area, literally did a few deadlifts, um, some shoulder overhead, did some biking, and then just stood around for about 20 minutes. Yeah, and just, to, just to recap, the event was uh, 30 double dumbbell deadlift for male RX was 22 and a half. For female RX was 15 kilos in each hand. Uh, for male elite was 30 kilo dumbbells and female elite was 22 and a half. Yeah um but yeah so warm up yeah it was we just th- uh <laughs> keep going i was just gonna <laughs> 30 double dumbbell deadlift uh the swim 30 shoulder overhead 60 deadlifts it was 60 60 sorry 60 it's been a long couple of days um it has been long 30 shoulder overhead a swim again and then 60 uh deadlifts to finish yeah yeah right back to my story uh we're doing our uh <laughs> warm-ups and we just stood around for about 20 minutes in our speedos just waiting and then got escorted out and then yeah got down to the water um and then just got briefed on yeah just have to do your deadlifts on your little rubber mat and then run into the water for a free-for-all swim around the boys back out back to your mat do your shoulders overheads back in the water swim rounds back to your mat do your deadlifts last deadlift drop your dumbbells walk onto the stones um but yeah that workout hurts so much that is a top five for me personally like most painful workout i've ever done 
uh, if you ask Ben Fairley, he said I looked drunk coming out the water both times. And I felt it. I was all over the place. I literally was discombobulated big time. I said if there was a third round and I even had to do 50 meters of swimming, I would have just not gone in the water. I was done. I was absolutely done. Um, <laughs> even on the second round, I got halfway through that swim and I thought I might actually have to stop right here and just like ask for help because I was hurting bad. Um, yeah, like 60 dumbbell deadlifts to open up with, just a flat-out sprint, uh, just unbroken, try to get to water as quick as possible. So I was on the further side, which was, you could say, um, a bad position to be in because if you're at the front of the order, you have a clear swim. So I was at the backhand side. So if we all came off the dumbbells at the same time, I'd be stuck behind 17 other guys. But fortunately, Move the dump of a side close to the water, which I was quite happy with. And then, yeah, dived in. The water was very fresh. So I got a nice uh, cold shock to the system. Um, obviously, you're racing, so you're not thinking about too much. But yeah, I was like, wow, that's quite cold. And then did a really shit uh, doggy paddle. Well, it was front crawl, but did put my head in the water because I just need to breathe. But just flat my arms about. Next thing I knew, I was back on shore the other side. Um, heart rate was, I probably PB my heart rate during that event. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I was going to say, got, like, surely you finally must got have above 170. Yeah. <laughs> uh, stumbled over to my mat, started the shoulder overhead, wanted to go unbroken, did 10, put it down, and then, like, stumbled over as I was, like, semi-passing out. Um, almost went headfirst into the stones. I actually watched a video about the judge just starts laughing. So I think from her position, she, I've got my goggles on still, and I'd probably just look an absolute mess. Um, and then, yeah, I think went, like, 10... Well, I think I've gone like 10, 8, 5, uh, 7, like a really random rep scheme to finish it off. And then uh, trundled back into the water. Jack had just finished his, so he was again just in front of me. But, but then the second swim was tough. So Jack was out ahead in first. He was swimming comfortably. And then I just had to resort to breaststroke because I just need as much uh, oxygen as possible. Um, and then, yeah, got out of the water again, stumbling over the place, literally just had no concept of where I was or what my legs were doing. Um, and me and Jack basically got to the deadlifts together at the same time. We were quite ahead of everyone else. And then it was, yeah, break your back time and just, uh, try blackout and not put the dumbbells down. Managed to do 30 deadlifts unbroken on the back end. And then, yeah, I just, I just had nothing left. Had to just put them down hit them up did like a set of i think i went like 12 put them down i was like right i've got like 18 or 17 left um i need to try these unbroken but then did like seven <laughs> i was like put them down again then pick them up and did like the last 10 unbroken um and yeah came off the mat and then jack had just uh pit me beat me by four seconds but i was quite happy with that two seconds. Jack, yeah. was it for two seconds on the leaderboard yeah i think yeah. he got me by four seconds on the leaderboard no was it two seconds no it says two yeah, oh, yeah. Fair. even closer than that so mm. yeah very close um but no it was a good, i was quite happy with that would be nice to have got him but he's obviously he has a good swimming background so just to be close to him in that type of workout uh that was good enough for me and then fairly did really well came second absolutely smashed it i think he beat me and jack by over what 40 seconds 30 seconds he quite got 630 Jack got 7.06 and you got 7.08. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So, pretty much almost 40 seconds. So, he smashed it. He said he did the dumbbells unbroken um, and he just swam really well. So, his triathlon practice has uh, paid off there. Um, yeah, really good finish for him. Uh, what did Hayden get on that event? 
Uh, um, he got eight fourteen and came twenty seventh. But the man came out of the. He's 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 not a gifted swimmer, despite being a Shetland Island dweller. <laughs> um, he is not a. He is not gifted in the in the pool uh, or with the swim, but uh, what he is gifted with is the ability to just move weight. So he came out uh, for that final set of deadlifts and literally did not drop the dumbbells. And I've never seen somebody move so fast. He, um, yeah, he was going at double the rep speed of, of some of the other guys. So yeah, it was absolute madness. Um, and then uh, yeah. JB, uh, I think it was his toughest event. I felt a bit sorry for him, but. Um... Yeah, not the strongest swimmer, I suppose. And I think he said the same thing. The water surprised him, I think. It was a bit of a shock mm. to the system when he got in. And I think he probably got caught up in the corral of people because he was in yeah, out heat yeah, with attacking me. Yeah. And I think you're not attacking the water. If you don't have any confidence in the water, it's going to you know shock you a bit when you get yeah. in there and everyone's flapping around and you're struggling already with your heart, own heart rate and everything. So it wasn't his uh, best finish. But um, yeah, I mean, he still finished it. So fair play because some people were sacking it off so it's still good for him to keep going it's true yeah yeah uh, yeah no very true very true um on the on the female side of things beth came 23rd um and rachel came 28th uh and then um <laughs> emily Steele. uh she'd completely missed her um <laughs> her the time that she needs to go and warm up, I don't think she'd realized that male and female had switched around. So she was just standing, watching everyone else take part, eating a chicken <laughs> chicken pasta, uh, and then suddenly realized there were a load of women out there. And she was like, "Oh wait, I should be out there." Um, <laughs> so luckily, was able to grab a change of clothes from someone as her heat was walking down, um, what? <laughs> and just and just jumped in the queue and and she said, "Hi, <laughs> I'm here to do the workout," and they were like, "Okay." um so yeah with zero warm-up uh she came sixth in that so that was quite wow. impressive um, Flex. yeah yeah really yeah yeah i know i know so imagine what she could have done um yeah, but um yeah. so i would say was, like that was very yeah. entertaining yeah theme again for that workout again even though it was like seven minute time domain workout it was just a flat sprint like i've never just done dumbbell cycling with like basically at reckless abandoned pace and then going into a swim Okay, the swim probably didn't look fast from the shoreline, but in the water, it felt very fast. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm literally Michael Phelps right now. Um, and... <laughs> <laughs> um, but again, like, just no, there's no time to take any breather uh, like at all pause. Like, obviously, you break your reps, but my rest breaks were still no longer than like three seconds. You just got to keep moving. Um, yeah, literally hold your breath and go type workout. And that's just the feeling it was. And for me, it was the most painful one. Like when I was finished, my whole hamstrings and my butt just from the hinging were destroyed, my forearms and like just not from the swim also, because if you're not comfortable swimming with a high heart rate, your heart, you're just going to be all over the place. So yeah, I was in a world of hurt. Like I honestly was on the bench and an old lady came up to me who was on the medic team saying she'd been sent over to check on me. And I was like, brilliant. Um, I'm not that bad, don't worry. But I was worried about doing 21 pull-ups that evening. I was like, oh my gosh, I might have to rate these. Because <laughs> I was absolutely destroyed. Um, but yeah, again, yeah, that was it. Just flout, sprint, uh, just keep going and hopefully don't shut down. Um, but yeah, so and that I was... Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's a nice play on a swim workout as well. I think when we were looking at it, everyone kind of assumed it would be swim run uh 
swim or something similar to that like maybe with a paddle or something but having it as a short fast workout like number one makes it logistically a lot easier which i guess is why sid did it um and then on top of it you know just having the dumbbells i think is a very different element and sort of doesn't negate the swim because i think you still had like the top swimmers doing really really well but it does sort of add an element of um uh just makes it makes it a little bit more diff- different than, than probably what you're used to um because i'd be curious to see how you know somebody did if it was you know 30 cal biker in between each round or something instead um that would yeah. be interesting yeah uh, um but yeah i'd be interested to see what they do next year with it if they because do they progress the swim do they make it harder after seeing people's efforts do they make it easier do they keep it the same i guess they just keep it the same because if they do it again because mm. not everyone there was that competent um saying that i didn't see did you see anyone not do it and have to do the scaled version because i didn't see anyone I didn't know there was a scaled version there was they said if you couldn't swim you were allowed to still do the event but they give you like basically a scaled option and you just be ranked below everyone else in the rest of the competition for the weekend if you did that option. So obviously people weren't going to take it, <laughs> but they did offer it as a thing. Well, yeah. Um, I mean, there's in, in the male RX, there were one, two, three, four, five, five guys who didn't finish it. So mm. look, I mean, like, I, I think that's indication enough that. Yeah. yeah. Like, it, and, and, and is that more of a, like, to me, that looks more like a, shoulder to overhead issue than and, and a dumbbell deadlift capacity issue that, and also probably struggling with the swim a little bit um let me check on the female rx as well and on the females only one person didn't finish so yeah like there's a couple of people who just like i i think the good thing is is that they signposted this so much further ahead of time um than they than they probably needed to. I think mm. Ollie Mansbridge put it up on his story like what like two months ago, three months ago. Yeah. So everyone sort of like then, yeah. yeah. Everyone knew it was coming, which I, I think is the the right way to go about, you know, putting things like this in. Yeah. Um, like logs yeah. as an example. But... <laughs> <laughs> um yeah. So that was the second event of day two. And then we moved back into the arena for the saturday night lights sprint event um i mean like every event was a sprint so this was the actual sprint though <laughs> so it was um back stop to back. complaining man well it's it just facts, honestly though. it's not complaining it's literally just <laughs> right. saying what it is stop, if, I, if i had one i'll be saying the exact same thing does that make it any different yeah, yeah. no yeah i know um i know but i i think the I, th- I think the issue is is that when you promise a game style experience, you expect there to be a little bit more variation uh, in the programming. I think for the elite there was. I think just unfortunately mm. for the RX there wasn't. Yeah, but you well, know, that's I, the thing. I, I, I think the workouts are really good. Uh, just the RX, yeah. as we said, like so we're, yeah, uh, just yeah, scaled a bit too much. But everyone, yeah. we all know one saying it. Everyone in the warm area that we we're competing against was saying yeah. the exact same thing. Everyone's like, can't yeah. wait to get to Sunday because then it's actually a bit more CrossFit. I mean, I'd even argue mm. only the only CrossFit workout was the last one. <laughs> like, even the, we'll get to it, but even Sunday morning's workout was changed so much that again, it was just another sprint. Uh, but anyway, Saturday night, sprint event, sprint chipper, two very short back to back workouts. It was your times added together for one total time for your score. 
21 pull-ups, uh, 21 box jump overs, 15 overhead squats at 61 kg on a short stubby bar, rest a minute, and then reset, and then uh, 15 chest to bar, uh, nine burpee box jump overs, and then nine thrusters at the 61 kg, and then runs to the finish. Um, yeah, this, well, uh, like background stuff, me, we're in the warm area, the points have been put in from the swim, and it was quite cool to see uh, myself and Jack up in one and two on a leaderboard. First time ever leading a competition, so that was a nice feeling. Um, and I knew this one coming up would be a decent one for me, so I was like quite excited to see if I could maybe extend that lead. That was like my headspace going into it. Um, yeah, in the warp area, it was quite interesting watching. Like from my perspective, it was interesting watching people warm up because a lot of people were, like doing steps downs on the box jump. So I was like, yeah, you're just not going to even be relevant in this workout if you're doing that. You need to be rebounding. So that gave me a bit more confidence seeing that. Um, there were people moving the barbell quite well. To be fair, though, I was like, that's quite impressive. Some people were going straight into it and like moving at some good speed. Like technique looked pretty good. Um, so that did actually get in the back of my head a bit. It's like, okay, some people are actually moving the barbell right, so you're going to have to make it up on the pull-ups and the box jumps. Um, but yeah, went out on the floor, and then again, like just an absolute sprint. Don't even think, just go. Two on pull-ups. I was about ten in, felt I was behind already, so I like kept widening my grip each rep. You can see it on the full video. Uh, I literally widened it like half an inch every rep for the last few reps. Uh, straight off, straight into the box jump overs, just 21 straight through. Like, fortunately, no trips or no reps because, again, like um, any seconds lost is going to be loads of places. And then straight to the barbell, uh, made a good, you know, first um, rep, like straight into the snatch, out the hole, uh, boshed them out fairly quickly. And then, yeah, over the line, decent finish. Uh, had an instant look back on the field to see where Jack was because we were only four points separated. Obviously, deep down, it was quite nice to see he was still out there on his squats and there was other people running across the line. So I was like, yes, let's go. And then uh, we reset into the Chester bar. Uh, that was fine. Just unbroken like everyone else. Straight to the burpees. Flew through those quite well. Like on the video, the two guys next to me were struggling. They slowed down a bit. I, had, I was starting to feel my legs a bit, which is quite surprising. Don't really know what from, but just on the general, oh well, my legs were quite sore from the run. That's a whole nother story. Uh, and then, um, yeah, straight into the thrusters, did the zone broken over the line. And then, yeah, that was it. I don't have really else to say. It was just sprint and just try to do it as fast as you can. There wasn't really much to it. Um, and, yeah, ended up being a decent finish again. But talking about how close everything was, I think I tied with four other people on the exact same time. Um, and if I got one second slower, I would have gone from fifth to ninth, I think, just in that event, one second. Um, I think mm. fairly beat me by two seconds, but beat me by three spots or two spots. So it was like two or three people just between us in a two-second gap. So over the space of about three or four seconds, there was about uh, eight spots. And it just shows, like again, just movement speeds and, yeah, just sprint and execute well and hope you didn't get a no rep or trip on something or X, Y, Z. So... Yeah, so you you yeah. guys, three of you tied on two forty one. Um, ironically, not to spoil the ending, but uh, uh, those three guys came fourth, sixth, and seventh, respectively. Okay. So all three of you were tied on fifth. So that's quite interesting. Um, and if you like gone eleven seconds slower, it would have been twenty first. Yeah, mad eleven seconds. Yeah, it's, that's it's just, insane. 
absolutely yeah, just flat out sprint um, like literally that's all yeah. it was so and that's like what i was uh sort of talking about earlier regarding that sort of handstand walk event is it's just a it's an execution thing if you mess one execution like you you go a little bit too hard in that first round um which i would say happened to hayden like obviously like we've referenced that hayden did quite well on the snatch so you probably assume okay well like he must be pretty good at you know moving a a, a mid-load barbell um but for him his his just legs for, for that second set he did really well in the first round and then for the second set his legs were just completely gone um so he ended up 44th overall in that and then to touch on that a little bit like i would say like josh is probably one of the taller athletes in the field um there was a couple of other guys who were there was a guy who was like six five i feel like um uh but josh like does like doesn't have fantastic movement speed um and so he landed uh 63rd in that one um because he wasn't able to finish one of the intervals i think but again they uh put his score in wrong so he had to lodge another complaint about that one which i think, I think was the theme of his weekend uh but yeah and, and then similar with jack like uh, his legs just didn't have it in him um which I, I think him and Hayden have just been, I like, haven't really been doing a huge amount of CrossFit. I've just been doing a lot of strength stuff. So that sort of exposure to doing slightly heavier things under fatigue, I think is a, a little bit of a skill that was probably a little bit of experience they were both missing out on. Um, but yeah, yeah. And you, and you compare that to the, to the elite field and it was, you know, it felt like it was completely different uh, just in terms of, you know not like so the the elite field not everyone finished the workout by both sets of workouts so for, for some context um yes it was a heavier barbell for the elites am i right in saying that yeah it was a 75 kg yeah. i think for them so a very different workout yes 75 kg plus the um they sort of their bar first round was chester bar the second round was bar muscle ups yeah so uh, from, from that perspective yes it was much tougher but you had a lot more separation in the rx you just you know like you you miss a couple you you, you miss groove a rep and you're like you're you're done yeah um, i literally uh, so on that side came out to the floor i literally jumped up and told my judge can you just watch my pull up quickly because i need to show you what i'm gonna do because i need to show you if that's a mm. good rep or not because i'm not gonna have you no rep me at the start if it's not up to your standard yeah, so that's yeah. yeah it's just one of those you just had to be so on it because yeah just literally any seconds mattered whereas yeah i think the elite still sprint for the top top guys but definitely would have been way more spicier having to do that heavier barbell um and then yeah so and the bar muscle ups as well um, yeah yeah yeah, yeah wow. i think, I think it would have been very different cool so yeah ended day yeah two. talking of yeah i was just gonna i was just gonna recap for the girls um Emily, uh, Rachel and Beth. I think Rachel came 40th and Beth came 27th in that. Um, and then Emily went out like a bat of hell in the first round. Um, and then also did the 15 bar muscle ups unbroken in the, the second part. And then um, re- I think she realized halfway through the baby box jump overs that what she'd done. Um, <laughs> so it was not okay. <laughs> <laughs> um but there's a so that was a that was a good watch but she, she placed ninth in the female elite field in that one nice right so yeah that was day two in a nutshell um 
yeah, on a personal note, it was, I mean, it was a good day for me. Went from 14th to start the day and finish on the day in uh, first place. So, yeah, couldn't really ask much more. Executed well in each workout. I went, what, yeah, fourth, seventh, fifth, or whatever it was. So, yeah, very yeah. good finishes. And, yeah, just went, like, how... I went, it went how I knew it could go if I executed well. So it was nice that that all went to plan, basically. Um, and yeah, went uh, slept on the lead for the first time ever in a competition as well, which was a new experience. Knowing there's only two events left and you literally had, you know, had the leader's jersey, basically. Um, only six points in it, though. So it was very close. Like, that's nothing. And with with the information we had found out with the next event coming up, I knew that literally meant nothing because... The Sunday morning event again was just going to be another really close uh, flat out sprint, pretty much. Um, but yeah, so Sunday morning event. Um, basically, the heats had been allocated uh, Saturday evening for the final day. Um, and the way the timings had laid out, the elites and the RX heats were going to overlap. So the elites were on the main floor and the RX were on the side floor where the snatch was. And that instantly knew that that meant we had a rower instead of an echo bike so that event had completely changed again so originally it was for the elites it was 60 cal 40 cal 20 cal for the guys on the echo bike then it was three lengths sandbag carry 100 kg then it was a kettlebell suitcase carry kettlebell front right carry kettlebell overhead carry whereas for the rx it was already stripped back to 50 35 20 cal and then the bag was stripped all the way down to 75 kg and it was just one kettlebell. But now with this change, it was a rower, which is way easier to pace than a bike or send harder than a bike. Um, and yeah, the lane, the length of the carry wasn't long at all. So instead of being like a long, I don't know, like, yeah, it just wasn't long. So, and 75, and they allowed you to carry on your shoulder. You didn't have to, you didn't have to bear hug carry it, which again, changed it completely. So it just got easier and easier, less bottleneck, less bottleneck. Just turning into more who's again who's just going to sprint for seven to eight minutes and hopefully just not break down basically or get a no rep on a lunge um so yeah i mean i felt all right uh well my body was sore but i felt like up for it sunday morning especially that first one um yeah, like there was nothing to stop you being slow in the warm-up um Got some nice info from uh, Al's truly Ben Bodycom that Hayden had rode apparently at an 1800 and then like a 1600 uh, in his in his uh, effort of it a bit earlier than us. So that changed our perspective of it. We were all warming up uh, to probably go at about 1500 for the whole time. But then hearing the times coming in, I was like, right, this is a completely different workout now. And like in the warm area, everyone was just running with the sandbags on their shoulders. It was a bit of a joke, really. It was like, what even is this event? Uh, we're just going to row max effort and then just run with a sandbag quickly and then do like a single kettlebell lunge and then call it quits. So, um, yeah, went out to the floor and then, yeah, pretty much started really hot on the row, did 50 cows in pretty much two minutes, which is a pretty aggressive start to any workout with a row and then hopped off, got the sandbag straight to your shoulder and then just, uh, went waddling with it. Um, definitely didn't move it fast enough. Uh, the guy next to me, he was chasing me down. He was in second at the time. I got off the road before him on the first round, got the bag up. I was almost down the other end of the floor on the first carry before he even started walking. But then his pace on the carry was just faster than me. So he just basically sprinted with the bag, whereas I was just like waddling. And that's where I lost the majority of my time. 
Um, but I mean, it went well. Like, I couldn't really done much more for like my ability. Just literally looking back on the video, just had to run faster with the sandbag, basically. That's where I lost because I rode at a good pace when I got back onto the rower. I was happy with that, held a good output. The lunge I thought was perfect. I don't think I could lunge much faster before my judge was forcing me to do because she was like yelling at me to extend every rep. Um, and yeah, so, but I think I took a 14th and the guy next to me in second won the event or came second or something. Mm-hmm. So no, that was a big it. swing. Yeah. So it's not ideal when the person chasing you wins the event and you have a average finish. That's not exactly what you want. You always hope that if they're going to have an average finish, if you're going to have average finish, they're going to have an average finish. Um, so ended up uh, falling to seconds by, I think it was only four points going to the final event. Um, but yeah, I mean, it is what it is. The event, again, similar theme. It's just literally just go hard from the start and um, who can keep their movement speed up and the you know the rep cadence high and just to not break down uh but yeah good performance i think hayden did really well on it though didn't he he uh smashed that one uh he came sixth yeah yeah because he's yeah. a he, he can hold a, a solid pace on the row it's, it's low yeah. skill enough that it's not too much of a, of a bother for him um yeah uh and so yeah like it's basically just like i think he was like holding a stroke right like he was told like a 22 strokes per minute and mm-hmm. and holding like a like seventeen eighteen hundred in that first interval anyway, um, but yeah, it was very enjoyable to see the surprise on his face when um, judge, judge's hands were going up and he was still very much nowhere near <laughs> finishing. Um, so yeah, that was that was quite entertaining because I, I think he was expecting to you know dominate this workout and uh, and come in first, but the guy who came in first came. Got did it in seven thirty eight. Hayden's time was eight oh nine, um, and you came in at eight twenty six. Not for lack of effort, I, I, I think you know you like uh, probably addressing your athletic development. You know, a couple of years ago, like a workout with that amount of like that lenient on the rower and that amount of time spent on the rower. Like, I, I don't think we probably expect you to place that highly. Correct. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. that's say that. So I wasn't really yeah. disappointed with it. Uh, no, I thought no. I executed well, did well on the road, did, mm. just did the best I could, and yeah, just there was other strong. It was well, I say it was the guy next to me won. Actually, wasn't a big boy, but a lot of the big guys definitely chewed up the row and were the ones doing quite well on that one. Yeah, yeah it was it? It was yeah, a shame yeah. there was no skill or the bag or weight wasn't heavier to like neutralize other people because. Mm everyone was just chucking that thing to their shoulder and just running with it. So it was basically irrelevant. Um, but yeah, so yeah, that was uh, the morning event. Don't really, uh, how did the girls get on with it? Uh, I'll touch on Jack and Josh. Josh did quite well on this one. A little bit of redemption for uh, what was a Saturday to probably forget for him. Uh, came in 17th. Um, he was in one of the first heats as well. So I think he was just sort of, just trying to push the paces where he could. Uh, Jack came in in 26th in that one as well. So a little bit of a drop off um, from the highs of the day before, shall we say. Uh, on the girls' side of things, uh, uh, let's have a look here. Uh, Rachel came in 34th and Beth came in. 31st it was actually quite entertaining uh because they were both in the same heat they got to the final kettlebell at the same time and rachel just stands there looks down at it looks across at beth and just doesn't pick it up and then it's just like okay 
uh, and so she came in a couple of seconds behind. Um, that was quite frustrating. For the, uh, I think, yeah, like to, we, we've spoken about this to death, but for the elites, this was very much a completely different workout for them. Uh, more on the bike um, with a heavier bag. So Emily had the same weight bag that you guys did, um, which obviously for a a smaller human with a bag that's more than her body weight, I think is quite difficult. Uh, so she came in 14th um, in, in that one, in, in what was quite a tough field, but there was a number of girls who, came, who got capped and she was able to get in under the time cap in 1531. Nice. Yeah. I, 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 yeah. I, go on. You go. I was going to say, I would have loved to have done that elite version of the event. It would have been really hard, but it just would have been a proper strongman esque with the bike. The bike would have, as yeah. I said in our, yeah, in yeah. our preview, every element of that workout was going to matter. You had to bike well, be strong in the bag, and be strong two kettlebells, especially on the overhead lunge to finish, is a separator mm. in itself. Um, whereas ours was just none of that really. But yeah, that's, on, on the male, on the male elite science characterized like PD Savage won it. Um, had about a 10 second lead on Moritz Neumann, uh, who came in second, who's uh, going to the games on a team in a couple of weeks. So that's a nice little training weekend for him. Um, so, yeah. Nice. Right. Uh, last event. Uh, yeah, this one uh, did not go too well for your boy. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I knew, like, being realistic, I knew it was going to be my worst one just. In practice, when I tested it, I was like, oh, this is just not go well. And I just uh, obviously don't know on the day how it's going to go exactly. And you don't know how it's going to end up relative to the field. But I knew just from what I could give, like capacity wise, not my effort, because I feel like I still gave my best effort, but just like actual physical capacity of what I have and what I could give. I just didn't have, just didn't have in the locker, basically. Uh, I just couldn't um, match what other people were doing. So, uh, yeah, on a personal note, wasn't my uh, best moment. Uh, it was unfortunate the way it ended because it had been like a pretty good competition up until that point. Um, but yeah, just just shit the bed on the last workout, really. Just the way it goes. And the order of the events, like for it to happen on the last one is a bit annoying, but uh, just is what it is. Just got to be better. So don't know what else to say. Just, uh, yeah. Yeah, I think, um, um, I think with it being the final event, it lets it linger a little bit more um if it had been the penultimate event or you know like at some point on saturday and you had and you ended the competition a different way uh, i think it you you get to reset between those events um yeah obviously with it with, with the position you were in and then it, it coming through like that it's um yeah yeah, yeah it's restrained but as, as i said to you you know it's like your third individual competition like you know to have been leading at some point and if we if we cut if we cut off the first and last event i think you'd have won yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> well that's so, well, yeah but that's i said to you like you just got to play every event it doesn't get it's not over until all the events are done and i knew that like yeah, yeah, exactly. obviously deep down i'm excited slash nervous i've got the lead and that's my that is the goal like leading in i just wanted to win that was the only thing i cared about and um yeah, I just and yeah, I know no other expectations, but I mean, it just is what it is. Just gotta get better. Um, I'm not even that like upset about it. I think other people expected me to be more upset about it. I was like, well, 
if you saw how I went in practice, I literally smashed my time in a, in a live competition. So I literally couldn't have done any better. Um, yeah, I think the only annoying thing was just being that guy in the nearly last in your heat and having everyone around you tapping you on to the finish line. I was like, oh my gosh, this is actually just a worst nightmare. <laughs> so that wasn't too fun. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'll still set the scene for that final event. So went back to room after the morning event, chilled out, um, had lunch, had a long wait because that event finished at, uh, gosh, like just after 11, like five past 11. So then the next, the final was only at, um, well, Ben just left, left. So I'll just keep, uh, freestyling, uh, the event, um, was only going to start at, I think it's like 10 or 22, four. So we had a long, long time, went back, had lunch, chilled, and then came back in, felt fine. Like I just, uh, didn't feel like any difference. Any other events was, um, just a bit nervous like all the others uh went to warm up and there was funny in the warm-up there's uh there's a lot of chat about people's practice times and i just knew deep down I was like oh no this is not going to go well some people saying how they did their practice times in like five and a half minutes i was like yeah yeah same same bro <laughs> really i did it like 10 minutes i was like this is not gonna go well um but yeah and then the rings also so wait, wait, you 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 beat you beat your practice time by a mile i smashed it like a minute and a half that's oh, all right. Technically, I did it by two minutes, but I did it a bit harder in practice. So I'll give myself a minute and a half. Yes, yeah, I'm saying I'm not disappointed by my execution. Like if I if it would have been it would have been I would have been fuming if it was a good event for me and I bottled it and actually like shit the bed. But I couldn't do anything about it. I just I just uh, as, that's what I said. Like if it was I said to you in the warper that like, oh imagine if it was like ten rounds. I don't know, 30 double unders and just an ascending power clean ladder up to a heavy bar in a completely different workout. And I just flown through that and probably done really well, but obviously it wasn't. So I just need to get better at ring muscle ups and double unders in that setting. So, uh, but yeah, so warming up and then the straps for the rings were really long on the floor compared to the warm up area, which is quite funny. So the warm up area was like tiny mini straps and out on the floor, they're about three times the length. So super, super long. If you haven't done those before, they do make a bit of a difference. So um originally i was gonna go about eight six four and then i was like okay with adrenaline on the day i might be able to go 12 six for the 18 and then i saw the straps i was like right yeah okay we're going eight six four again if, if it goes well and then i got out there and i think i went eight or nine to open and then it sort of fell apart the wraps were flying all over the, uh, the straps were flying all over the place jumped up somehow grabbed them but my one of my grips didn't get on it's like brilliant and then I was like sort of awkwardly trying to get into a kip swing again. And then I think I went like, I don't know, four. So I got to 13. And then I think I went two. Yeah. And then I got to two to 15 and then three to finish. And everyone apart from, I think, I think Ben was actually still behind me on the rings. Uh, but everyone else was ready on their double unders. Trundled over to the rope and then opened up with a huge set of, I think like 50. Let's go. <laughs> and then had to take a breather because <laughs> I was absolutely blown already. Uh, and then I think we're like 30, 20 just to finish the first hundred. And then I already knew it was like, oh, okay, this is like, well, I'm not going to win. I'm not going to come even second. I'm literally fighting now to hang on just to a third place because the way the points worked, pretty much the top three were quite far away from everyone else. So I knew going in, if I didn't shit the bed, I would have had a top three locked up. But if I did, then that I could have lost it. Um, spoiler alert, kind of lost it. So, and then uh, went back to the vote for the second round. And I think I broke the hundred dubs like five sets. 
to like 20s, maybe even six sets. Maybe like went 10 10 on the last bit, did the cleans, back to rope for the third round. And I think I literally went like 20 15 and then like 10 and then 20. It was all over the place. I was just trying to get it done. And then, yeah, finished the last six cleans, touch and go, chundled over the line for a lovely, uh, I think it's like a 50 third or something 58 third. Was it was a 53rd yeah love to see it out of 68 people remaining in the competition so um about almost two minutes 40 behind the top time so yeah it wasn't um wasn't the best finish to the event um but it was like it is what it is uh but it was good finishes from the boys ben smashed it flew through on his double unders as i said i think i came off the rings before him but then he just turned on the jets like crushed his dubs must have gone quick through his cleans because so i looked over and he was done mm. around the what did he do it in six something or seven high sixes uh it's 709 709 yeah yeah so that yeah really fast like a minute and a half basically faster than me so very impressive hayden smashed it as well um shout out the gymnastics 40 for hayden yeah <laughs> and then uh jack got josh did pretty well I know six so yeah. four seconds in front and then yeah. uh josh came in at 756 yeah so yeah that was it really and uh that was well, I think the what was what was very entertaining is obviously you were in the lane next to the guy who was in first uh eskild johannesson uh he's a 21 years old from denmark uh it, it, it looks pretty good like I'd, I'd keep an eye out for him um in the future like if he's doing this at 21 then excited to see what he can sort of do um he still like probably needs to get a little bit stronger uh, he came 26th in the snatch but um he went absolutely full send i have never seen anything like that before he went 15-3 no you're 15-2-1 on the ring muscle ups yeah he, he did yeah he did a massive set and he was dying so in that moment i thought okay because i was trying to stay close to him i was like okay yeah, he's done yeah. 15 he's way ahead of me but now he's like literally doubled over like absolutely buried himself i was like oh he might actually blown up already mm. and in the qualifiers it was a similar-ish workout with deadlifts, ring muscle-ups, and double-unders. And I'd actually beaten them in that workout, even though it went really bad for me. So, I, yeah, like, in that moment, I'm like, oh, my gosh, he actually, he's, like, fucked himself. Like, I might still be in this. This might be fine. And then suddenly he got off the rings and literally did the next bit in about four minutes. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. No, he, um, and, and I think that's the, like, watching from my perspective is you see the differences in, um, like movement speed how people are able to break things up how people are able to do things because you you moving the barbell was no issue at all like no problem at all with that and, and and i think in all honesty for the majority like until that sort of final round or um the, the barbell wasn't much of a separator within that workout uh because everyone can pretty much like you know do 18 reps at 84 kilos over the course of four minutes or so yeah um, it wasn't uh, too much yeah, barbell was irrelevant. It was yeah. a double under workout, I feel. That's literally where yeah. everyone made their time up if you had it. Because, like, for yeah. example, Ben came off almost last and then made up loads of time just on his dubs. And, yeah, the mm -hmm. cleans, yeah, the cleans were absolutely irrelevant in that workout. Yeah. Um, so it's, like, so from a sort of my perspective of looking at it, like, focusing on efficiency and, like, how fast you can do a particular movement, that's huge carryover to competitions like that. And I've seen before where people sort of talk about double unders as training them similar to how you do like biking or rowing or skiing or something similar to that, where you learn how to do different paces. You learn how to, you know, how to move really efficiently and really fast if you need to. 
you know, if you've got like a short set to do um, and just be able to jump in and do do like the three sets of 100 unbroken is like a, uh, a great skill in itself that can cause huge separation out on the floor. Because I, I don't think we tend to think about double under something as something that we can. I'm not talking about you specifically. I'm just talking people more generally. You don't tend to think about double unders as, as something that you can improve and get faster and get better at. But I think it's probably something that if you naturally, if you just learn how to do it, and and you don't ever address, you know, efficiencies and things like that, like we do with gymnastics and and other things, then it then it can be uh it can end up causing you problems down the line. Which again, not to say that that's referencing you, but um, yeah. <laughs> um, no, I agree. But, but, I 100 yeah, agree. Yeah, yeah. There, there are definitely some uh, some. I hate the phrase "low hanging fruit," but there's there's definitely some improvements that that, that I think can be made um, on that side of things. Yeah, I agree. Uh, but yeah, so that was that was Sid UK Champs 2023. Yeah, just to touch on how the uh, how the, the girls, girls did. did. Yeah, uh, yeah. How the in the female RX, um, it was where did Rachel came in twenty fourth in that one, and Beth came in eleventh. So two of their better placings across. Like Beth landed in twenty second overall, uh, and Rachel landed thirty fourth. Which considering that was. Rachel's first like major individual comp, like it's really good showing from her. Uh, in terms of how the boys landed, uh, Ben Fairley landed in the top ten in ninth. Uh, Jack Melia, in again his first individual competition in our in uh, well in any division, uh, was fourteenth. Uh, and Hayden Thomason putting in the work for a uh, the biggest qualifier to, um, <laughs> to to final position ranking. He qualified in one hundred first. And landed twenty first. Um, that is really the story of the weekend, actually. None of us uh, absolute mad. Hayden's yeah. performance is the performance of the CrossFit game season. <laughs> Will Moore had eat your heart out. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he he did he did some crazy stuff, uh, and he was also able to get lots and lots of pictures. Uh, I think he featured more than the majority of the male elite field, so that's nice for him. Uh, Josh uh, ended up coming in fortieth, like a, like a tough Saturday. Um, but was sort of able to bring it back with, you know, he had a couple of good events in uh, quicksand and monkey business as well in the handstand walk event. And uh, Emily ended up finishing 12th overall. Uh, one one thing we didn't touch on because we didn't touch on the girls in, in day one. Um, Emily was on course for a, like a, a top three time in monkey business, like similar to, um, something that Josh had, but she got a no rep on a legless rope climb that I think she'll dispute because it's Emily. She likes to dispute, but um, yeah, and so and so that just completely blew her up. Um, Sarah Sig- Sarah Sigmund's daughter esque from semifinals, and so she ended up coming twenty third in that. Had she been a little bit more cautious and probably done like if she'd done what she did in training, she'd have she'd have had a top five score in that which would have put, pushed her up into the top 10 um which is really impressive um for her first like sort of big big individual comp in the elite division so yeah like sort of closing thoughts how how are we feeling from it are we where are we like overall where where, where are you landing 
Um, I mean, it was still really good fun. Like it's always going to be. Like the as I said uh, in the preview, first time going against like all my friends in the same division individually. So that was good fun. Um, I mean, the whole weekend was a good challenge. Uh, that was a fun experience to be at the top of the leaderboard for a bit and actually not just have it, but go through two events and sleep on the lead. So that was all valuable. Like the timing of having the lead, I think worked in my favor in terms of just getting that experience or dealing with that uh, expectation. Um, also had a very humbling experience in the final event, which again, is just another thing like a good experience to have regardless if it ended up not ended uh, working well for me in the long run in terms of overall finish but um yeah so learned a lot uh went through basically went through all the highs and lows um in one weekend competition pretty much um but yeah i mean i felt it went pretty well i feel like everyone did amazing everyone who turned up really impressed with ben jack hayden and josh um and the girls uh i know rachel was been batting some injury or something so for her to still keep going it's very impressive emily again surprises me how well she keeps doing in like elite competitions like she's just so casual about it and still like does so well um but yeah i mean all in all i thought it was pretty good and i would do it again uh if your <laughs> champs was a 0.5 out of 10 this was at least like an 8 out of 10 so in terms of athlete experience um but yeah the goal next year definitely was just to be qualified elite um i just go play for the big boys really because that's where you want to be so um yeah that was it really can't really say yeah, that stuff yeah i think um I, I think it's always good to have uh go going into a competition just by yourself you know, not having, yes, you can have a support network around you, but not having other competitors that you're able to like, you know, sort of chat with and, you know, discuss things within the, just outside the competition, I think can be quite tough. Um, so yeah, I, I, I think hopefully we've got a fairly solid crew that turn up to events and do fairly well. Uh, so that's, that's good to see. Um, so excited definitely for like for those of for those guys who it's their first sort of major competition to see what they can what they can do going forward as well and uh yeah definitely definitely some learnings to take from it uh for for, for everyone involved i think but excited to see how they develop uh pivoting over to the actual podiums uh, on the female rx side connie Eastby who is having an absolutely insane season thus far uh, I think she won Ragnarok or potentially beating out Jen Muir. I'm not, I, I don't think they've officially said which, which happened, but she uh, then, then decided to turn up in, um, uh, uh, in the RX division, which, you know, um, I, I can probably see that she might be better off uh, pushing herself into elite, but I, I, I get the idea of, you know, building up competition experience before you uh, head and put yourself into the top levels. Um, she came in first. Uh, Maya Lalos uh, came in second out of CrossFit Tübingen. And then Kim Kimberly Ross came in third uh, on the RX side of things. Uh, on the male RX, um, Eskild Johannesson, that I uh, said earlier, came in first. Uh, Basil Wiedeker came in second, and then Kaisen Raj came in third. Um, was that the guy that we were chatting to on the way out? Yeah, yeah, that was him, yeah. 
Oh, right. Uh, okay. He smashed that last one. He did it in like five minutes, something. Or, or low sixes. Uh, yeah, 554. Yeah. 554. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, because yeah, he had quite a mixed... He had quite a mixed bag. He won the run, then came seventh on the swim, but had come 45th on the snatch, came 13th on the gymnastics one, uh, 16th on the sprint chipper, which is really impressive, 19th on the row, and then third in the final, um, which that third sort of clinched him a, a podium spot. So, yeah, that's really, really good showing from him. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's it, really. Cool. Right, Sid. UK champs done. You don't want to. Do you not want to? Not want to talk about the teams? No. Um, okay. Not really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think an hour and forty. Yeah, uh, I, I know. I, I'm very aware of that. My, my ears are very aware of that. Um, the, uh, uh, yeah, I, I think it looked like the, the team side of things. Just to touch on that, the events looked really fun. The comp looked really, really good. Like Sid always put on a good team event as well. Um, so that was good to see them as well. I saw a couple of the events there. So that was good. Yeah, lovely stuff. Right. Um, yeah, I think our next episode is pretty much going to probably be games, predictions and all that fun jazz because it's not long. We've got, uh, what, two weeks pretty much till it starts. Yeah. We'll just done the two weeks. Yeah. Two weeks today, this will be games week. Yeah, it will indeed. It the, the Masters will have started. They will have. So exciting Sorry, times. Masters and teens, the age groups will have started. There you go. Uh, yeah, very exciting. So yeah, probably do one or two. Obviously, we'll do like our predictions um, and X, Y, Z, and maybe a few more workouts will be teased or released. They usually release like three, I think, three or four uh, before everything gets underway. But those only come out close to the time as well. Um, but yeah, so we shall see. I'll be going out there. Very lucky. Looking forward to it. So we might um, have, you know, some uh, live drop-ins live from Madison, Wisconsin, <laughs> the middle of nowhere. Um... <laughs> and you, and or alternatively, you'll just enjoy episodes like this one where only one of us talks for the whole time. So it's a... <laughs> um, yeah, I'm resting a voice, resting a voice. Yeah, no, no, I, I, I really do appreciate it. And uh, no, you, uh, I, I think it's always good to get some, um, like get some insight from you as well. Because you, you're, you're obviously the one going through it. Like I can sort of say what I've observed, say what I've seen, but the, the lived experience is significantly more valuable than my interpretation of it. Yeah, but you are the MVP of the weekend because you are the backroom if people know Matt Keith is, he's basically Ben is basically ten x Matt Keith. He's uh, uh, no, because so. I uh, j trust me, Mister Hosking, I cannot get you the commercial deals that uh, Matt Keith can get you. <laughs> so that significantly decreases my value. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Ben's an animal. So yeah, that's uh, that's it really. Um, right, we shall see you in the next one. Goodbye. See you in the next one for some games previews. Uh, like and subscribe. Yeah, please. Thank you. Please. Bye-bye. <laughs> Share with your friends. <laughs>